Hello and welcome to the Top of the Week podcast, a division of the College Heights Herald and Revolution 91.7. I'm Laurel Deppin. And I'm Rebecca Alvey. Today's top stories include Kentucky College's decline in enrollment, an update on a Kentucky senator's lawsuit, and stories from a local Uber and Lyft driver. A U.S. senator's neighbor is facing hefty fines following an assault. Senator Rand Paul has been awarded over $582,000 in a three-day trial against neighbor Renee Boucher. Boucher's payment covers Paul's medical expenses, mental and physical suffering, and a punitive fine. According to Boucher's attorney, Matt Baker, Paul piled stacks of brush along the line between the men's two properties. Boucher burned a pile of brush and himself in the process. Baker says Paul began to rebuild the burnt pile of brush when Boucher ran toward Paul, blindsided him, and fractured his ribs. Paul and Boucher remain neighbors. For WKU and other Kentucky public universities, overall student enrollment is lower than it was a decade ago. Over the past 10 years, enrollment has fluctuated, but current enrollment is 300 students lower than it was in 2008. Most four-year public Kentucky universities experienced a decline in enrollment from the 2017-18 academic year to this current year. Enrollment has been a key issue addressed by WKU President Timothy Caboni through the 10-year strategic plan and other institutions. Joining me now is Larry Duncan, a WKU alum, more commonly known on Instagram as Lifting with Larry. Larry, I really appreciate you being here. Oh, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here today. So tell me a little bit about what it's like to be a Lyft and Uber driver here in Bowling Green. Sure. Um, it's it's a kind of a smaller market compared to a lot of places like Nashville. Uh, so we don't stay quite as busy as you might in Nashville. Um, but if there's a, a bigger event going on, like a WKU football game, basketball game, a concert, something like that, um, those are those are really good days. Uh, so we, we do have a fair amount of downtime, I guess. Here, it's not back to back like you like you'd have in a lot of places, but it's it's a great uh, it's just a great job. It's enjoyable. You can it's completely flexible. You you're in total control of when you work and when you don't, which is one thing I liked. Uh, I didn't want to be I didn't want to get a second job where I had to clock in because if I did that, there there would always always be something coming up with one of the kids. Um, so this this was just a perfect fit for me. I love to drive and love meeting new people, so it's great. <laughs> Tell me about some of the people that you've met while doing this. You see people at their very best, and and sometimes you see them really at their at their worst. Uh, sometimes you feel like a, a counselor or a therapist. Um, I've seen people that are out celebrating their anniversary or birthday or. Um, graduating from Western, so they're you know they're just having a really good day. And then um, I've had people one one story in particular that stands out. I picked up a, a guy and he was on his phone when he got in the car and was on his phone for about halfway through the ride and finally got off and he's like, hey, you know, I apologize for being on the phone and I'm like, I that that's no problem, no problem at all. And uh, he said, I I just found out that my my younger brother's best friend and roommate was killed in a four-wheeler accident and I have to go home and tell him that he's been killed and I mean you don't know how to react really and you just try to you just try to listen to them for the most part um there's nothing you can do that's going to make their day better at that point so you just listen to them for the most part and let them kind of vent Mm -hmm. and is that something that you've always enjoyed doing to be honest um not so much I mean I'm, I'm much more known as an introvert uh, among my friends, I'm pretty quiet. 
Um, I blame it on having five sisters. I didn't get to talk a lot when I was growing up. <laughs> um, so this has been a really good uh, way for me to kind of draw myself out of my shell and um, kind of interact a little more with people. But I've really, really grown to love it. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of a lower point, but you do have a lot of fun experiences. Oh, too. sure. Yeah. Uh, one, one of the rides I'll always remember, I was down in Nashville. They're having a big, um, a big race called the Iroquois Steeplechase at Percy and Warner Park and ended up picking a guy up at the airport down there who was from New York and had flown in uh, for the race. He had two horses. He was actually the owner of, of two horses that were racing that day. His name is George. Super, super guy. Uh, I looked him up later and uh, apparently very, very wealthy <laughs> guy too, which I guess you have to be to own two horses. Uh, but super, I'm just laid back guy, just as nice a guy as you could ever meet. And so we're having a really good conversation because it's about a 40 minute drive. And so uh, he's like, I don't, I don't want a stranger coming to pick me up this afternoon because I have to fly back to New York tonight. So he's like, I want you to meet me at four o'clock today at the racetrack and take me back. And I'm like, hey, that's no problem. And then he's like, why don't you just blow off this whole driving thing and come sit in the owner's box with me and, and watch the races? And I really wish I would have because I think it would have been a great experience. Uh, but I didn't. Uh, I went ahead and drove that day. But I met him at 4 o'clock again, and one of his horses had actually won. So he comes walking out carrying this big, giant silver trophy all wrapped up that he's got to get on the plane. And he was in a good mood, a <laughs> friendly good mood, uh, tipped very well. Um so we had a great ride and a great conversation again back to the airport and he gave me his name and number and he's like hey i'll be back here next year call me about two weeks before the race is going on and i'll give you my flight information you can pick me up we'll go watch the races and then you can take me back to the airport so i'm definitely going to take him up this time i'm not going to turn him down (laughs) that's amazing so i imagine there's also a lot of weird characters too i know in the story in the article um there was a quote where you said someone kept touching your hair like what what was what was that (laughs) (laughs) my my wife loves to bring this story up uh, so uh she'll be happy that came up on the podcast as well um but basically it was just a guy picked up and it wasn't uh this was like 6 15 in the morning it wasn't uh it wasn't like you know uh bar closed time or anything um but picked him up a young guy probably about mid-20s and I was taking him to work, um, and all of a sudden we're driving. I am mean, just driving. We're making small talk, and he just reaches out and just starts. I mean, like caressing my head, <laughs> like rubbing my hair, and just saying, "Oh my God, you have the most beautiful hair." And I'm like, uh, "You really need to not do that, you know." And he's like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's just, it's so pretty." And um, so you know that was kind of weird. And so we were on Natural Parkway heading out uh, to the south part of Bowling Green. And he starts doing it again. <laughs> he reaches over and starts doing it again. And so I look and I'm like, I put his arm down. And I'm like, um, if, if, if that happens again, I will stop the car right here <laughs> and, and you're out and your ride's over. And so he apologizes again, apologizes. And so, you know, get there, drop him off. And um, we have we have some local Facebook groups for Uber drivers where we communicate stuff back and forth. So, of course, you know, I posted this on there and a lot of the drivers knew him they'd had him before and apparently he'd already been kicked off of lyft i think and <laughs> probably got kicked off of uber as well after our report <laughs> so that was kind of one of the uh probably the more creepy ones i guess um or you see a lot of people um that have been out drinking and um not not always at their best um so some of that's kind of funny <laughs> um <laughs> I've never been a, I've never been much of a drunker, so I've always been the designated driver. So this job just kind of fits in with what I've always done, I guess. And now you get paid for it. Exactly. <laughs> and it's so funny. I can distinctly remember in high school, 
driving my friends around and going, I wish I could just drive people around and get paid for it. And now you can. I mean, <laughs> amazing. it's wonderful. Technology is great. <laughs> so tell me about your YouTube channel. Okay, um, sure. Um, my new YouTube channel, I had um, I'd seen some other people, some other drivers that were doing kind of similar things. Um, I guess some of my, my bigger influences, um, Casey Neistat's a big influence. He, he doesn't deal with YouTube, I mean, with uh, Uber or Lyft, but he's just a huge, a huge influence. I, I started watching a guy whose channel is called uh, Ryan is Driving, and his is uh, just where he pretty much posts, you know, conversations and, and rides that he has with passengers. And then another guy named Darren Levy, who's in Australia, and he's got like 400,000 subscribers to his channel. And he posts every Friday. And if uh, his channel is just called Funny Uber Rides. And he, he, has, uh, he has just a wonderful rapport with his passengers. And he's somebody I kind of try to model after. So I thought, um, I thought you know, might as well while I'm out here. I've, I've already got a dash cam. I just, I just bought a dash cam for security reasons, really. In case somebody wants to get stupid on a ride, you at least have it on video. And um, it also faces out toward the front, so in case somebody runs into you, it's not your fault. You have a record of that as well. Um, so I thought, well, I've already got a camera, so I might as well start trying to do this YouTube thing. I really hadn't had much experience, uh, had no experience posting videos. Um, but all I'd seen pretty much is people posting videos of kind of funny drunk rides and stuff. So that's kind of how I started out. Uh, but what I really want to do, um, I talked to my wife about it. And what I really like to do in the future is kind of move toward just posting interesting conversations that I have with people because a lot of people will share with you. I think they think um, they're never going to see you again, which a lot of people you don't. You don't ever see them again. Um, but Bowling Green is small enough that sometimes you'll have, you know, repeat passengers. But these people, I think they feel open and they'll tell you things that they wouldn't tell maybe uh, a friend of theirs that they have to see every day. And so they really do a lot of times open up to you about pretty deep stuff. And so I've got kind of a vision for my channel where I want to do like lifting with Larry, you know, what's your story? And just ask people, hey, you know, what's your story? Because everybody's got a story. It, it may not be glamorous or, or, you know, it may not be adventure filled, but everybody's, everybody's got a story and it's their story. And a lot of people don't ever get a chance to share that. So that's kind of where I hope to go in the future. Mm -hmm. So above all, what do you find the most rewarding about doing this? Well, uh, it's hard to pin it down to just one thing, um, but I guess if I could do maybe two things. Uh, one thing is just getting to meet so many wonderful, awesome people. I've done about 2,400 rides, and I've probably had maybe three or four that I would say were um, not good rides. And uh, the hair touching thing was probably one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then probably the other three were just people who wanted to try to jam like seven people in my Camry and that's not happening <laughs> because guess who gets a ticket you know that's that's me and um and also I'd get kicked off of uh driving uh for Lyft and Uber if you get a ticket like that mm -hmm. um but but all the other people I mean you, like I said you you meet just really really interesting people have so many great conversations and you know you get to hear about always try to ask students you know hey where are you from what are you studying and I've met people from so many different countries. I know Western has a great international program. And I always ask these people, like, okay, so you're from Australia. Explain to me how you're sitting in Australia in high school and say, I want to be a hilltopper. <laughs> you know, how does that happen? And they, they all have a story. You know, okay, you know, hey, I, I knew somebody who 
uh, from the states and they they lived in bowling green or you know ended up going to western and there's always an interesting story behind that so that's that's really neat um the other thing that i really enjoy about it is just being able to get people home safe um it's great i always commend people if they've been out drinking and they call for a lyft or uber you know you're doing the right thing it's just not worth it you know you, it's not worth the dui it's not worth wrecking your car it's not worth killing yourself or somebody else mm-hmm. and so I, I i really take a lot of pleasure in that i i try to take i have a lot of fun but i try to take really good care of my passengers as well well larry thank you so so much for being here i really appreciate it oh thank you for having me it's been a pleasure This has been a Top of the Week podcast, a division of the College Heights Herald and Revolution 91.7. Until next Wednesday, have a great week.